Welcome back to the Marina White Audible. I'm Ethan Lee. I'm not in my normal studio today because I've got the office. This is fantastic. I've got a desk. Um, there's a minor echo. It's 10.15 at night, Friday night. Um, I meant to get to this hours ago, but just I couldn't do it. Um, between like life obligations marriage obligations of I had to go take some stuff to the thrift store to donate. Um, shout out to, they're partnered with East Fort Bend Human Needs, they're great stuff. Um, I want to say it's the Tri-City Resale Shop. They're pretty cool. Uh, they, they do a lot for the community and they do a lot of good stuff. Take your stuff over there, donate it. It's great. It's, it's not in Mississippi, where I suspect most of my listeners are. Um, but if you're in the Houston area, come on down to the southwest side of town and go over to Stafford, Texas. Um, they do not sponsor the show, but I will give them all of the, all of the free publicity in the world because they do such amazing work. And I'm a big fan of that. I'm a big fan of, uh, supporting your community and and supporting those around you. Um, but this, (laughs) that's not what we're here to talk about. I, uh. The point of all of that being, I've been busy, um, and I also have been writing quite a bit, trying to get everything ready for Mississippi State's game against Kansas State. I'm trying to be adequately prepared, uh, because I, I know Kansas State wasn't adequately prepared a week ago, Bill Snyder said that, and I know, um, or at least he allegedly said that, I don't know what he said. I haven't seen any sound clips, or heard any sound clips. Um, I just remember seeing a reporter tweeting about it. Kansas State reporter, but I want to be adequately prepared, and I am not adequately prepared for this podcast, but here we go anyway. What, what's 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 the difference? I got the office. The office is great. Um, I missed my desk. <laughs> right now, we only have one office chair. Um, we're, we're still getting settled into our apartment. I was moving boxes today unloading my wife was unloading a whole lot of boxes i was taking stuff to the to donate um when you get married you often end up with like two to three of the same thing like can openers mine i think was like a walmart can opener hers was not she actually cared about how she opened her cans um i did not i was just like get the thing open that's what matters to me i want the i want the green beans to come out um yeah. So she, she donated stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, things, things happen. Enough about the rambling, enough about all of that, enough about can openers and green beans. Mississippi State plays Kansas State. Speaking of cans, yeah, this is clever. Um, the Bulldogs are going to be taking on the Wildcats. There's a few different things going on here. Um, I've got some questions about Kansas State. We're going to get to that later. We're going to preview the game. Um, this is the second game of the season for both teams. Both teams want to know. Kansas State, very fortunate to be want to know. Um, they weren't prepared for South Dakota. South Dakota took them to the end of the game. Um, forced a very close game. It was 27-24. And just really, really scared uh, Kansas State. Rightfully so. They wanted to win. Um, and Kansas State is having quarterback issues. Neither of them have been really good. Between Alex 
Dalton and Skylar Thompson, I believe, are their names. Um, so yeah, so that just things were not good for Kansas State in their first game of the season. Um, they will almost certainly be significantly more prepared for this game uh, today as you listen, because nobody's going to be listening at midnight when this thing finally gets posted. Kansas State's going to be ready. Mississippi State has to know. Has to know everything going into this game. They have to be ready. They have to know everything about their opponent. Um, because Kansas State's going to be going to be ready for this one. Now, there's a talent difference. Mississippi State is a more talented team. Um, is relying on few for uh, junior college transfers, my understanding. Um, as a whole is more developed as a program as it stands right now. That's not the that's not taking any shots at Bill Snyder. Bill Snyder is a phenomenal coach, one of the best, one of the three best. Uh, well, and if you look at his overall career, you could start to make that argument from like the entire period. Um, let, let's go with 10 best, one of the 10 best coaches in college football because of the entire job that he's done. I'm not willing to put him in the three best just because that's, yeah, we're not going there. Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, um, oh, there's a few others. Jimbo Fisher's probably top 10. Um, Dabo Swinney, number three. Yeah. No, he, Bell Snyder's top 15, top 10. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that another time. Um, but just as a whole, I have a lot of respect for what Bell Snyder's done over the years. I think he's a very good coach. Um, he's the kind of coach that every two to three years you see this Kansas State team come out of nowhere, win nine games, and put the fear of God into people. Um, physical running team typically has a dual threat quarterback of sorts. Um... At least the past few years it has. So it's, it's been a fun team to watch. I've enjoyed it. They've been very disciplined. They've been very, you know, structured in what they do. But they've been very good. Past couple of years, not so great. Um, but they have been able to pull off some really big upsets. That shouldn't be ignored. Uh, they almost upset Oklahoma a year ago. They did upset Oklahoma State. Um, they are a good team. They're a great program. Bill Snyder has just got a machine going. And um, it's, it's, it's really cool to watch. The fact that he's been doing this for almost three decades at that one school. It's phenomenal. But all that said, Mississippi State right now, where it is, is better than Kansas State. Bulldogs have better athletes. Um, top to bottom, I would take Mississippi State's roster over Kansas State's right now. That a question. Uh, that's not to say that Kansas State can't win. I just, I think that Mississippi State as a team is better. Um, so that should clear some things up. I've probably just stumbled around in stammering circles. Um, bum, 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 bum. yeah, both teams want to want to know. Uh, this is the first game of a home and home series between Mississippi State, Kansas State. Wildcats are coming to Starkville next year. Um, and as I've mentioned, a week ago when Mississippi State had no issues with their FCS opponent, Kansas State was having plenty of issues with theirs. So regardless of whether or not the Wildcats are ready, 
as I've kind of alluded to, Mississippi State needs to make sure it's ready for this game. Um, this is Joe Moorhead's second game as a head coach in the SEC. Second game coaching uh, on this, this huge of a stage. This is probably the biggest stage he's coached on as a head coach. This is a really big deal so far. Doesn't matter right now whether or not Kansas State's prepared. I don't care about that. Right now what I care about is whether or not Mississippi State is prepared. And I fully believe that Joe Moorhead has gotten this team together, has gotten them all focused. Um, Nick Fitzgerald's back from suspension. That's a really, really good thing to have. Have your starting quarterback, your captain, ready to go. We'll see whether or not he can perform in the system as well as we want him to. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. Um, and we'll see if all of the rust is just kind of there or if it's gone. If he's a well-oiled machine again. We'll get to that in a bit, too. Um, but yeah, well, we're going to also see whether or not Kansas State has some tricks. The Bulldogs are built to succeed. They're built to succeed in these sort of games where teams are physical, um, have slightly slower athletes, but very physical athletes. Uh, and not to say that Kansas State's athletes are slow. They're, they're all faster than me. I just think guys like Nick Fitzgerald, if he's fully healthy, probably faster than anything they've got. Um, Kylan Hill, just so incredibly quick. I think Mississippi State can go toe-to-toe with just about anybody in terms of speed with their top athletes right now. Um, so, yeah. Mississippi State built to succeed, built to succeed against teams like this where they can expose athletes versus athletes, win those matchups, but also win schematically. Uh, Nick Fitzgerald's back. The team's responding to Joe Moore's energy. And I've written all about this, and this will be up in the morning too. Um, and uh, here's to hoping that this all goes well. This is a difficult game to pick. I don't, I don't know exactly how it's going to go, just because Kansas State is is so typically prepared for games like this. Even if they struggle against smaller teams, they're so typically prepared for these sort of matchups. But I still think that Mississippi State wins. I think the Bulldogs win big, and I'm going to go with Mississippi State 38, Kansas State 17. So, there you go. I hit my desk. That is official. That's that's my official prediction for this game. All of that said, I do have some questions about it, and they're all going to be resolved by the end of the game. Um, and subsequently, or well, similarly, I wrote about this too. Um, I'm interested in seeing how Joe or Joe Moorhead's offense, um, how Nick Fitzgerald plays in that. Specifically, how is Nick Fitzgerald like that? That's my that's my question here. It's a storyline that I've brought up before. Um, I've written about it there too, but just you know, I do have questions about this. How is he going to do in his first start back? How is he going to respond to being suspended? A week ago, similar, you know, we we've seen him um, off the field. He's he's done well, but just how are we gonna? How are we? How are we? How are we? How is he? We are going to see how he responds and how is he going to respond. We're about to find out. Um, I'm very interested in seeing some of the downfield passes that this team will do with Nick Fitzgerald. Hopefully, he's a very polished passer at this point. He hasn't been at some points in previous seasons, so let's hope that things are moving in the right direction. Another big question I have about this is 
which running back is going to get more carries against Kansas State? Um, Kylan Hill got nine carries a week ago. That's really not a lot. Harris Williams got two. Granted, they weren't showing much of the offense, and they were letting Keaton Thompson just go. Have fun. Go. Score. Get yards. This is your offense. Run it. So we'll see what happens this week. Um, I'm very interested in seeing how the running back situation kind of plays out. Because I think both both running backs, Aris Williams and Kylan Hill, will get significantly more carries in this game. We're just going to find out how many. Um, if I had to guess who was going to get more carries, it's probably going to be Kylan Hill. Just if I had to guess, uh, given how explosive he is, I think Joe Moorhead wants to go with that. Um, but, I, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if Harris Williams got more carries. I just, we're going to find out. So, and then that, that comes, you know, we're, we're going away from that and going away from offense. And now comes my third question of how disruptive is the defensive line going to be in this game? Um, we have seen this defensive front be mauling, just incredibly disruptive, incredibly forceful. Um, we've seen them maul opponents. M-A-U-L, by the way. Not M-A-L-L. I think that's... And then, I mean, no, it's not M-A-L-L. Not Mock. Not Matty Mock. Well, yeah, M-A-U-L. Wait. Yeah. No, we're good. I'm just making sure. It's late. I haven't been sleeping much lately. Um, okay. I don't know why that threw me off. Anyway, Mississippi State's defensive front, we're going to see just how good they are against a Power 5 team, a team that is not Kansas State, or not, not Kansas, a team that is Kansas State, a team that's not Stephen F. Austin. They're both purple and white. Um, the Lumberjacks were just physically outmatched. We're going to see how Kansas State responds. They had, I think, all of their offensive line starters returned from a year ago. Yeah, that's that's pretty good. Um, my chair's making noise. I get distracted easily, folks. And I haven't had sleep. Yeah, so we're going to see how disruptive this defensive line is in this game. Um, 17 tackles for loss in game one. Can they do that again? Probably not. I'd love to see it happen. Uh, yeah. And so... That is pretty much the end of my game preview. I think Mississippi State wins by three touchdowns. Um, I think it's going to be close going into late into the third quarter, but I think Mississippi State pulls away as things go on. So, yeah. Y'all had questions, which I am very grateful for, by the way. I just need to get to those questions. Okay. Twitter has to load. If you ever have another question, by the way, just send them to at MWN underscore podcast. The Maroon and White Audible. I'm very appreciative of them. Okay, starting with Justin Strawn at Justin underscore M underscore Strawn. He is the, uh, the other side expert for the site, by the way. Justin Strawn. Joe Moorhead does faux... Uh, <laughs> Blah, blah, blah. Faux alley oops 
to celebrate with players. Since Bill Snyder is 78, do you think he gives them pieces of hard candy to celebrate with his players? This is by far the best, the best question that this show has received so far. Um, gosh. Would giving players hard candy be an uh, impermissible benefit per the NCAA? Just honest question there. Is that is that an impermissible benefit? Um, Daniel Black, a former co-host of mine of sorts, had a, a great response to that, by the way. Probably throws them bounce passes for an effective off-the-backboard layup. And we're going to go with that. Daniel Black had the best answer here. I can't come up with a good one. Just honest question of whether or not that's an impermissible benefit for scoring touchdowns. Either way, even if he was giving away stuff, probably didn't give away a lot of hard candy last week. So, on to Carter Stewart Lewis. Interesting. At MSU underscore, or no, no underscores. MSU Lewis. What was your favorite match from the all-in wrestling show this past Saturday? I don't watch wrestling, but I'm going to just Google all-in wrestling show. Gosh, I've got 74 tabs approximately open and I uh all in wrestling show let's find the coolest names um Bully Ray says Daniel Bryan deep down wished he could have been at all and I don't know anything yeah, that, that's an interesting high <laughs> headline I don't I don't understand there's another headline here Scorpio's guy calls out CM Punk for ducking all in yeah. All in pro wrestling. Pay per view. The, oh. Uh, react and reviews on YouTube. Huh. A lot of people are thinking pretty highly of this all in wrestling. Um, apparently, some people are at The Ringer wrote about it. The Ringer is a really good thing. Uh, really good digital media outlet that was, I think, purchased by Vox. Um, only it showed us the future of pro wrestling. Huh. Interesting stuff. I don't know anything about wrestling. I couldn't tell you anything about it. Um, but cool. If it's, if it's cool. Yeah. That's, there's your wrestling information from Ethan Lee. Yeah. Will Lawrence at WB Lawrence 33. Why do you think Malik Deer and Jamal Couch didn't get into the wide receiver rotation last week. Do you expect them to get into the into it? Or, no, wait. And do you expect them to this week? I honestly don't know. I, I don't know. I didn't think that, uh, who is it? Keith Mixon would get much playing time and he caught a couple of passes, I think. Um, I'm unsure. Malik Deer at wide receiver has always been such a weird fit to me. But he's, it's not like he's bad at wide receiver. I just don't know. Um, I think if State gets the opportunity to work them in, they will. It's it's not like they won't. Um, but I wouldn't hold my breath right now. I don't know. I have no inside sources. I want that to be clear. Not about this sort of thing. I don't have any sources about this. Um, I don't think I have any current sources either, by the way. <laughs> Um, 
but just as a whole, I would not expect. I'm not going to hold my breath here. Now, if State gets up like 54 to 10, they're going to unload the bench. Uh, that's just probably going to happen. So there's nothing, nothing said one way or the other about um, either of them being suspended. It's my understanding, but I don't know. It's possible that they were just sore from practice. You know, maybe there's specific plays that Moorhead wants to run with them that just hasn't. Didn't want to open up the playbook that much. I have no clue. So, Jeremy Purdom, also for a, uh, a contributor for Marine White Nation, does tennis stuff. He's really cool. Um, at J Purdom13. Over under six and a half tackles for loss for MSU as a team against this run-heavy offense. I wouldn't expect a lot of sacks this week. I'm just not. Uh, just because I do expect that Kansas State's going to try to slow down this game. They're going to try to run the ball. Granted, they're going to do it with quarterback option sort of look to it. But it, it's they're going to try to make this game a slower-paced grind. Now, I do think that Mississippi State can win at the point of attack. I do think that the Bulldogs have better athletes up front. I do think that Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, Kerry uh, Green, Chauncey Rivers, Braxton Hoyat, I think all of these guys can blow up that offensive line. And the fact that they are working together, they're all going to be... Uh, you can't, I mean, you can't double-team them all. Um, they're all going to be in the backfield at some point. It's just... It is hard to predict that the Bulldogs are going to disrupt that much, necessarily, to the point where they're getting six and a half tackles for loss. Um, the smart man, which some would argue either way for me, um, <laughs> the, the smart man would probably take the under. The enthusiastic Mississippi State fan that is ready to see Jeffrey Simmons, Montez Sweat, Gary Green, Braxton Hoyat, um, Chauncey Rivers, among many others, blow up opposing offensive linemen. Oh yeah, we're we're taking the over just because. Um, give me let's let's go with eight. Let's go with eight. I'm ready to see eight tackles for loss. And then our final question of the day is what it looks like from Reese. Oh gosh, Reese, I am sorry about your name or any other names that I've mispronounced here. Not just a Reese. Um, I am noted for mispronouncing names that just shouldn't be that hard to pronounce anyway. Pavat? Pavat? At Reese underscore Pavat? Pavati? I don't... I'm sorry. I am sorry. I'm bad with pronouncing things. I used to read a lot as a kid. Wouldn't necessarily listen to people a lot. Um... I don't know if this is a valid excuse or reason, but I, I just, I'd kind of, oh yeah, that's how that thing is spelled. I'm just going to make up my own pronunciation for it. It'll be fine. So, I am sorry, by the way. And anyone else in the future or the past that I've, names, not my, not my strong suit, guys. What's the biggest difference so far between the offense under Dan, Dan Mullen, by the way, and now under Joe Moorhead? This is a pretty good question. Um, I will say now that I am not some guru that breaks down film. I don't. I don't. Um, mostly because I wouldn't know what I was looking for necessarily 
other than some basic concepts. I can, I, I mean, I can watch a game and figure out, okay, this player's going where, they're doing this route, so on and so forth. Um, I, I can do that to that extent. I can't go down, break down all the trends. That's better left to folks like Matt Wyatt. Which, by the way, he's got a uh, SEC, not necessarily SEC, but he's, he does a whole bunch of YouTube videos for stuff like that. It's cool stuff. Very informative stuff. I really like that. I'm going to go ahead and shout that out right now. Um, but best I can tell so far is that Mississippi State is looking more and more towards generating these very, I mean, it's, it's easy to say, but just explosive plays. Um, the Bulldogs are looking more and more towards getting wide receivers further downfield. At least we saw game one. It's very small sample size. Um, in the past couple of years, you didn't see a lot of passes downfield. Not deep. Um, there are more designed quarterback runs. Yeah, Keaton Thompson ran a lot in game one, but he only had 10 carries. 109 yards. Um, I think it was 109 yards and then like touchdown or two. Two touchdowns, by the way. I, yeah, there we go. So the utilization of the quarterback is different. He is trying to get these more, he's trying to get more explosive plays. He being more head here. Um, throwing downfield, using different option concepts. It's a very similar system. There are just tweaks to it. To where you know, Dan Mullen a year ago was trying to get State to move the ball methodically up the field. There were tempo, and at times with tempo with it. Um, plenty of times that Dan Mullen went to tempo. We saw that in years past. A season ago, it was very, very methodical. Um, and I don't think Joe Moorhead cares one way or the other about it. <laughs> he just he doesn't care one way or the other about that. He's just going to score. And it may not always be efficient, um, but we didn't have any turnovers. Only completed 13 to 31 passes. But we scored a lot. We moved the ball a lot. I would expect that trend to be more consistent of you know, not necessarily boom or bust, but just scoring on these larger plays. Um, gaining more yards per play and, and just having... Uh, Bill Connolly does really good breakdowns of all of this mathematically. And uh, go check out his S&P Plus stuff. It's really cool. Um, but just expect more, more plays where yards are gained in larger chunks. And that's what we've seen so far. It's one game, FCS opponent. I would expect that trend to continue, which is a lot of fun to see. Not that Dan Mullen's a bad offensive coordinator or coach or anything like that. They're just different. Dan Mullen was really good for what we had. Um, but I think Joe Moorhead is going to be a lot more fun to watch. So, and that's all the questions. I've babbled long enough. I have more writing to get done. I need to process this, post this. I need sleep. I appreciate y'all listening to me from the Maroon and White Audible, well, wherever y'all are listening. I, from, gosh. Um, 
Yeah, from the Maroon and White Audible Secondary Studio, the home office that my wife uses and I commandeered because it's late at night. Late at night, it's 1043, I'm old. Um, I, I appreciate all listening in. Uh, we're going to have more, more podcasts soon. We're trying to go to a daily format. I kind of missed Friday. Um, yeah, yeah. Six days a week. Almost sometimes happening. Yeah. Hit my desk. It's official. Appreciate y'all listening in. Y'all have a good one. Oh, wait. Hey, I do need to plug this. Go check out the Rune White Audible, this show, on iTunes, Google Play, and Spreaker. Please. That'd be great. And also go check out Rune White Nation. Um, we've got plenty of content there, too. So, now, boom. Let's try that again. Y'all have a good one. Bye.